Welcome to another episode of Bless Your Heart. Uh, I'm your guest, April Gallaty, and I actually have my beautiful assistant, Damon Gallaty, with me today. Hello, everyone. And this is episode 11, and I'm here today with Emily Faye Coleman. That's me! Yay! <laughs> and you're a local uh, podcaster, yeah, comedian. I think, I think podcaster is like my bolded title at this point. Yeah. I haven't done stand-up in a while, but a per- like a... Not seriously, but yeah, yeah, it's um, it's hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. It, this is so much more fun. This it is. is so, do I need to get closer? Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I you don't bad. have to do anything. I will adjust everything. Okay. Oh, I just pulled my eraser out. I keep doing this. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. Anyway, all right. Well, welcome to the eleventh uh, eleventh uh, episode of Bless Your Heart, and um, this is coming out on New Year's Day, 2018. So I'm glad we made it. Yeah. I'm we assuming it. we made it, and this recording isn't going to be the only thing left after the apocalypse. <laughs> this is the last thing they ever hear about from you, me, or Damon. This is our Blair Witch tape. This is, and it, and it will automatically upload on January first. Oh so this is, um, so this is the 9th of December that we're recording this, and it goes up on January first. So that means in three weeks' time, we could, we could potentially. I I seem to remember. I think it was two Christmases ago. When that uh, James Franco, uh, Seth Rogen movie, uh, the interview, was mm-hmm. about to be released. And I think everyone kind of assumed that was going to be the end of the world. Right. Um, but we we made it, and mm-hmm. then it got so much worse. <laughs> and it makes you where you're like, uh, how much more can we take? I don't, I don't even know. I'm just glad that their latest movie, like, Tommy Wiseau is not going to bomb the United States because they made a movie about him. Uh, the disaster artist about the making of the room. Oh, I no, I don't. Oh man. Um. So you know the movie The Room. Yes. Um, and how that's arguably one of the worst movies ever made, but okay. people mm-hmm. love it. Uh, James Franco and Seth Rogen made a film about the making of The Room, and the entire like original cast and stuff was involved. But James Franco is playing Tommy Wiseau. And uh, Dave Franco is playing the other. I actually I haven't seen the room, mm-hmm. but being in film school, I heard a lot about it. Okay. Um, and I guess they went to such like extensive lengths to get it perfect. Like all of if you put a side by side of scenes from the room and scenes from the Disaster Artist, where they're trying to recreate it. Mm-hmm. Um, James Franco's like timing is perfect. Like his blinks are at the same time. It's crazy. And I think Tommy Wiseau said when he was talking to uh, one of his cast members that if they ever made a movie about him, James Franco was one of the only people that could play him. Like, James Franco or Johnny Depp. Well, there you go. And he got his wish. Yeah. Huh. Well, that's awesome. I'm going to... I wrote that down. I think I might even watch that tonight because I haven't seen The Room in um, years, but I loved that I movie. think it's playing at Cinema 21 and also at Lloyd Center. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to go see that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you're and well, speaking of, it's Dave Franco, right? That's his brother. Yes. I just watched the Little Hours. Oh my god, I wanted to see that. It is fan freaking tastic. You will love it. Well, I grew up Catholic, so I'm familiar with a lot of that kind of bullshit, and yeah, also I grew up Catholic too. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, I disagree, but whatever. Well, and we also read. The book with the story that that is based on. Oh, it Can- Canterbury Tales? No, it wasn't Canterbury Tales. It was another... The reason I know it wasn't the Canterbury Tales because Christopher Boatwright was telling me about it and he had mentioned the name of it. It's like, It was written like 1370 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's insane. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see it. Aubrey Plaza is amazing. Yeah, it's, she was fantastic. Oh my God. Chose Decameron. Yes. I, I took, like, a weird AP lit class in high school, and we read, like, Canterbury Tales and that, and, like, Macbeth, and a bunch of stuff that high schoolers probably don't understand. I, I, you know what? I read the Canterbury... We read the Canterbury Tales in high school. No, I didn't get it either. I think it's funny if you have it translated to normal English, but it's funny in the way that, like, farts are funny. That's exactly the way it's funny, because, like, there's an oh. entire story that's just about, like, farts. I had no idea the Canterbury Tales was just about farts. Uh, the Canterbury Tales was all about 
awful bodily thing. It is. Farts, uh, fucking, you know, but everything. It's right up there with, like, Shakespeare's jokes. And Miss Jackson wanted us to read this yes, and memorize it? It's, it's, it's horribly body. It's, it's horribly body, but the fact that it's in old English makes it's it okay. literature. Yeah. Well, and it's it's survived all these years as a classic work of literature. I don't understand it, but, I mean, humans have not changed no. At all. No. And we're not. We're going to we're gonna keep going the way we're going until we just get shook off the earth like a bad <laughs> set of fleas. I really <laughs> believe that's what's going to happen. I, I have to do this every time the Canterbury Tales is brought up. Damon can recite the first few lines of the Canter- Canterbury Tales by heart. Will you do it? I will do it. A One reading. One pearly with a shower of suit, the drought to march hath perished into earth. And bathed every vein in sweet liquor of which virtue engendered is the floor. When zephyrus eke with a sweet breath, its spirit hath in every holden heath the tender copies. And the young sun hath in the ramus hath course run. And all the fools make a melody of which virtue engendered is the. Uh oh. Uh oh. Mr. Jackson's going to get yeah. you. <laughs> so pricketh them nature and hair carages, and long folk to goon on pilgrimages. Uh, I've missed, I have some gaps in my knowledge. It has deteriorated after 25 years from being in high school. <laughs> That's not bad, though. You know what? We haven't even mentioned, like, hey, Emily, would you like to tell people where to find you if they want to, say, listen to your podcast? Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> those things. Um, so I Thank do you, Damon. two podcasts. One is called Afternoonified, um, where my co-host Ryan Haggerty and I pick weird topics from science history the paranormal and we break it down and we explain it uh, or we try um we used to be listed as an educational podcast and then in the last couple months we just gave that up and now we're a comedy podcast it's really good though i've got it saved on my you're on my stitcher list oh thank you I, I've, I've listened I, I admit i have not listened to any of them completely because i'm bouncing around like i'm listening to pieces and things it's um here. I recommend, like, the last 10 episodes because our audio quality got better, but that's just, like, coming from a creator's perspective, but I think we just wrapped our 35th episode, our 36th is going to be a live show, which may or may not be out by the time this comes out. It's kind of iffy. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Totally. I love it. And then I do a solo podcast uh, called Boo Ha Ha, which I still haven't figured out how to say it. Like, Boo Ha Ha. My voice is too nasally. Hey, Damon, give her your boo-ha-ha. Boo-ha-ha. See, I need to just have him dubbed in over my voice whenever I say hello and welcome to, yeah. You know, I can do an intro for you if you want. <laughs> I might we have can, to take you up on that. Give you some free Welcome to boo-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have a guest comedian. I had April on the last episode. Yes, it uh, was fun. And I uh, pick a couple scary ghost stories and I read them to my guests and I kind of just let them riff on it. Um, and then we read a listener email, mm-hmm. which are usually written better than my stories. <laughs> and then uh, let the guests tell me their ghost story. And it's it's really fun. Uh, it's not too scary, okay. I think. I didn't think it was that terribly scary. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. I mean, I love those kind of stories, though. I can sit and listen to that stuff all day long. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what? And you don't give yourself enough credit. You know, <laughs> so. Okay. And what if they want to find you on Twitter or Instagram? I am Twitter... I am Twitter. I am, I am Twitter. <laughs> I am on Twitter at Emily F. Coleman, and I am on Instagram at Emily F. Coleman. Yeah, those are my handles. Right on. And if you want to find us, you can find us at um, com, and um, all of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, backslash oh you're doing a tumblr yeah i've had a tumblr for years and i I just i just add to i don't ever go look at I it i had one for like five years and i was on it like obsessively yeah and then i stopped because people on tumblr can be awful yeah yeah they it, can like every time i log on it's like okay so what are we mad about today i never check it i just i automatically upload if i do anything on instagram twitter or facebook it automatically goes that's to probably the way to do it so that's the way that goes so but yeah you can find us on facebook instagram twitter uh tumblr it's backslash you gonna meow so that's we're real easy and you can email me at april at you gonna meow.com oh do you mind if i plug one more no go for it um if you have a ghost story and you would like it read on the podcast you can email it to me at boohahapod at gmail.com um, I love listener ghost stories, again, because they're usually written uh, better than mine are. And I love that. Like, I'm not even, like, talking shit on myself. I just love how creative people have been when they send stuff in. 
I think I sent you one. I have a couple more I'm going to send you if you want to read. I don't know if you want to read them or what. I'm actually going to read yours um, when I record on the 15th of this month. Um, oh, cool. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, that episode should be out by the time uh, Sarah Everett is going to be on. Oh, nice. Um, I have just a lot of women. I'm going to keep it that way. Yeah, just keep it the... <laughs> just keep it women. Scary girl stories. <laughs> that would be fun. All right, so I called I called you here for a direct purpose. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I invited you just here. Just Nick furying me. <laughs> just taking over. Um, so you and I, since you're a movie, th- this is weird. This is one of the weirdest things about our, our kind of friendship that we've had is I'm not a good movie watcher. <laughs> and I don't know if he knows this about me or not, but, and he can, he can attest to this. I can't sit still long enough to watch a movie. Uh, it's very rare that I will sit still for a full entire movie. So watching something like a serialized things was nice for me because yeah. I can watch it in bits and pieces. But it always fascinates me. People like you and him who have this like vast movie knowledge that I don't. Because... I've gotten so picky lately. Like yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV shows that I would like because they're an hour long or they're super dramatic and stressful. And it's like, mm-hmm. I had no. Well, Damien and I started watching Preacher. And we made it a, it's a good, good show. distance into it, and I just couldn't take the animal abuse and death. In is that I a thing? All through it, I've only seen oh, the first season, horrific. and I like the per- like the performances, and it's it's funny, mm-hmm. but not yeah. Um, but I just kind of fell off that, and I did the same thing with Legion, mm-hmm. which is really good. But like, I don't think we watched Legion. Uh, it's based on X Men, but it's it's the guy that did the uh, Fargo TV show. Mm-hmm. And so it's really beautiful and weird, and Aubrey Plaza is in it. Okay. I, she's really popping up in a lot She's of doing a lot. She's, I love her. I love her, so. Yeah, and watch The Little Hours. She's really good in that. She's really good in that, so. And uh, anybody who listens to Bless Your Heart knows that I had done an episode last, week before last, about watching The Little Hours. I made Christopher Boatwright watch House of a Thousand Corpses. I love that movie so much. He said he didn't like it. How do you not... It's, I don't know. He said that the kids were rude. That was his thing. That was his... T- I was like, well, you gotta have a catalyst. I mean, I mean for- they weren't children. It was, it was Dwight Schrute and Christopher Chris Hardwick. Hardwick. Like, I was like, I forgot Chris Hardwick was even in that. I had to go back and look at pictures. He's so old. I didn't... Well, not like... He's old in <laughs> comparison to how old I thought he was. Because right. I was like, okay, late 20s, early 30s. No, no he's, he's like 40. He's my age. So yeah, he's, not, he's my age. I'm sorry. He's a, he's a kid so from the old. 80s. He's so old. So old. And I'm 45. No, I'm kidding. Don't worry. It doesn't bother me. No. And it was just really weird because I, I thought that he was just, I thought he was really young. I love a face like that. That's it. He's, have, you, have you seen pictures of him fat? He actually looked. No. Did you know he was fat? I did not. Yeah. Chris Hardwick used to be an alcoholic. And, uh, that's why he doesn't drink. So he was an alcoholic. He was, he was like using drugs and he was fat. How did he, he had this whole life before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he lived this, this, well, I did all my crazy drugging and shit that I did between the ages of 14 and 17. So. Get that out of the way early. I got it out of the way early and then um, I was free to actually be a normal I adult. Was, I was just watching Craig Ferguson's new special, which is amazing and mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it. And he was talking and like everyone knows that he used to be like super into like heroin and drinking and stuff. And it was all before like he'd started doing the Drew Carey show, which is so far back. Right. And like he's only like 55 or something right and you're like were wow. you seven when you were doing yeah this? yeah <laughs> sorry i was going for tissue <laughs> okay. um i'll cut that out yeah these people who like and like georgia hardstark from my favorite murder like was in rehab at 17 and now she's like living a really great life and it's crazy how young people these days are are getting it out of the way well yeah jim norton you know who jim norton yeah, is right yeah. well jim norton was uh he's our age i think he's like 48 49 he's about to turn 50 i think and uh he talks about the fact that he did all his boozing and drug like drugs and stuff like between i think he said 15 and 18 <laughs> and went into rehab at, at 18 and he hasn't touched it since i i never had that period he's he's even he's so, even so scared of going back to drugs that he won't take um, pain medication for like root canals. Oh and God! Stuff. Yeah, he suffers it. God. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I never went through that phase. Like Good I did. For you, I did actually a, an amount of drinking in my twenties, but I've always been so broke. It's like I can't afford cocaine. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I'm glad I never got into stuff like that. I was, I was talking about the fact that, um, I, because I did so much shit when I was younger and all the drinking and craziness and then, but I, I kind of took all that dare shit to heart. That's why I kind of gave it up early on. So it did work. It did work. Interesting. And then I hit 42, 42, 43 and Weed is legal here, and I'm, and my friends are like, just freaking give it a try. Yeah. It's like, and like if it's legal, it's not going to, I'm like, okay. So I really give it a good try, and it turns out, sorry, I have, uh, we're fighting a cold, we're fighting old colds in our And house. I just got done with yeah. the longest cold ever. Do I have the boogerays going on? You do not. Okay, that's what I'm worried about. Anyway, so... <laughs> Just this giant, like, Andy Kaufman just thing hanging. Yeah, I always feel like that, and then I remember my nose is pierced. <laughs> yeah, you're, oh, yeah. Oh, that's what's wrong with me. It's my piercing side. That's what's bothering me. But anyway, what were we saying? Uh, <laughs> weed is legal now. You were oh, giving yeah. that a try. Yeah, and I was giving weed, giving weed a try, and then um, just, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad. And it occurred to me, that's why people will eventually go on to cocaine and heroin and stuff like that, because they go... Oh, well, weed isn't that bad. And they were telling me it was going to kill me. So this other stuff probably isn't that bad either. Um, and I think that's where they go wrong. Yeah. Well, and I don't have a problem with, like, trying it. Like, I, I will never do coke because I am already an anxious person and I do not yeah. need that. But yeah, me too. Um, I did shrooms for the first time this summer. And I love it. It's amazing. Everybody says. So good. Well, I was I was scared that it was going to be, like, that episode of Family Guy where Brian does shrooms and, like, he loses his fucking mind. <laughs> I would be afraid of that too. Um, yeah, so that's I, what's, I was very yeah. scared, but we were camping on the Fourth of July, and the campsite was like almost empty because the Fourth, I think, was like a Tuesday or something. Um, and it was so nice; like you just get like that weird swirly, like body high, mm-hmm. and everything just looks better. I had also heard that on mushrooms, you want to be outside. You do sometimes. Um, I did with that, and then. <laughs> Uh, it was in about August. I got fired and I had been saving some mushroom chocolates in the freezer, uh, for a time when I didn't have like work the next day, which doesn't happen a lot or didn't. So I got fired. I went home. I applied for unemployment and then I ate an entire mushroom chocolate (laughs) and my boyfriend was there with me and we just watched Fantasia and like the Great British Bake Off and just like sat there and it was so amazing. I can imagine. So, uh, try mushrooms sometime. I've, I've heard. Maybe I will. I don't know. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm, I'm, I've, uh, I've, I've also been talking about uh, LSD. I've been looking in. The reason I'm I've been looking into these things, people don't freak out, is because I'm dealing with depression, and I've been reading about alternative treatments for depression using um, like legal access to like ketamine, yeah, yeah. anesthesiologists and stuff like that. So I've been looking into those things. Um, but uh, well, um, mushrooms. Re- yeah, mushrooms actually do a lot for anxiety. Like up to two weeks after you take them, like. It, it kind of helps suppress it a little bit. Do you have any in your purse? I do not. Too bad. <laughs> um, I do have some insane pot brownies that my dad gave me at home. <laughs> your dad uh, gave you? <laughs> last year for Christmas, my father, he's hes the best. Um, he grows pot. Uh, he gave me $50 and the biggest bag of weed I have ever had. I, I think I still have some. I don't, I, it's probably not good anymore, but I'm expecting roughly the same present this year. Why can't we have dads like that, Damon? <laughs> because our dads don't live on the West Coast. <laughs> Dang it. All right. I guess we should probably talk about why we're, we should talk the, about that. why I had called you here. I believe that's what started this whole weird conversation. Anyway, um, you and I had decided since you were, you're in the movies and television and stuff, I was like, okay, I want to watch this American Vandal show. I did not realize at first that American Vandal was a mockumentary. <laughs> um, I hadn't heard about it until you tagged me in the trailer and I watched it and I love true crime mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Um, like obsessively listen to like my favorite murder and stuff, and uh, I don't know if you've seen the the keepers uh, no. on Netflix. No, it's no. it's a huge bummer, but <laughs> it's a great watch. And I started making a murderer, mm-hmm. and then I got very fed up with making a murderer because everyone in that show is so stupid. Amen, sister. Like that entire family. Like Midwest small town stupid, mm-hmm. and. I mean, I don't want to be offensive to people who live in the Midwest <laughs> in a small town, but it was that kind of, like, white trash. We all know that kind yeah. of white trash, yeah. 
Um, so I stopped watching it and I just listened to like a three hour podcast on it. And I was like, oh, they want you to think that he's innocent in the in the documentary. But really, he did it. He probably did it. Yeah, I really think he did, too. But um, I don't think his nephew had as much to do with it as they like got him to admit because his nephew I is mentally, mentally handicapped. Yes. Yeah. And they just needed to back their case up a little bit more. So the police are being complete assholes and I think they're abusing their power, but I do think that he had something to do with it. Yeah. Which is not a popular opinion. No, I agree with you actually. And we we actually did watch that all the way through. We were so infuriated by the time we got to the end, it was crazy. Yeah. We should have stopped what what was it we determined we should have stopped two episodes back. Yeah, so, at, at least because yeah, the just the actions of the whole family and uh Everyone involved in that awful. case. Yeah. Did you find yourself ranting at the television? Oh, I did. Yes, I really did. did. Yeah. Um, I I do believe that the police were uh, fabricating evidence though to back it up, like the yeah. kind of thing where you you know you're right, but mm-hmm. you can't prove you're right. Right. So you're gonna be an asshole, and and everybody did something wrong in this in that case. Yeah. Everybody did something. Yeah, wrong. especially because I don't think he did the thing that he initially went to prison for. Oh, that that first arrest. Yeah, yeah, I do not think he did that. Um. But it's, it's, well, I mean, they talk about it in American Vandal, where if you tell someone enough times that they're like a criminal or they're a bad person, they, they will eventually, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, American Vandal was an interesting watch. Mm-hmm. I, I liked so it, it. It wasn't a true uh, story, but it was a, it, but it was, it was they so did well it done. so well. You, you get, cause I, when I found out it wasn't real, I was like, well, maybe I don't want to watch it. But then I, I'm literally 10 minutes in and I'm, I'm like, that can't be. Well, who did that? Oh, it had to be, you know, you're suddenly. Yeah. Well, and then like after about half an hour, you're obsessively talking to your significant other about the ball hairs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, ball hair. There was a lot of ball hair. Ball hairs were very important to yes. this story. Yes. So basically, there's um, how many episodes was it? it was uh, eight? Eight. Eight episodes of a, of a show called American Vandal on Netflix. And basically, what it is, is it's a high school, it's a documentary done by two high school kids. Yeah, two high school kids who are trying to find out if vandalism that occurred on their school property happened by this school bull, uh, idiot, bully idiot. I don't think he was as much a bully as he was just like a burnout. Yeah, he yeah, he was he was he was an idiot though. He was an idiot. In the classic sense of the word idiot, he was an idiot for mm-hmm. sure. Um actually, my boyfriend um when he was in the Marines, he was stationed in that town. Oh, that's a real town. <laughs> yes. And he said that it was pretty accurate except um about 90% of the people who live there are like Dylan and his friends like he's just like it's Oy. a town of wayback boys like Oy. they're all like that that's oh i <laughs> never want to go to that town um but yeah it, i was really impressed with um the the people they chose for all the different and and they hit on every person you've ever known in high school and it was accurate too it was very accurate and the look the way they spoke the way they carried themselves, every every click category was covered just yeah. about, including the click, uh, even the categories of teachers. Yeah, cool teacher, mean teacher, you know. Well, the the Spanish teacher, um, oh my god, we had teachers like her where everyone kind of loved her, but you're like you're actually kind of a dick, mm-hmm. um, like to certain students and and got and got away with it. Yeah, are we are we concerned about spoilers here? Oh, no. Okay. I didn't even think about it. You know what? At the very beginning, maybe I'll record something on here. Be like, hey, spoiler alerts. Yeah. So go uh, ahead. I'll, I'll add an intro. Well, at the end, when she was talking to um, Dylan and told him that she, like he might not have done it, but she was still right about him being like a shitty student. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. That was... I mean, there's a different way to do that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like, you never tell a high school kid that, especially one like Dylan who went through all of that. And, like, it, it got a little feelsy at the end. It did. I actually felt sorry for Dylan. And, and, and actually, by the end, I did feel sorry for him. I oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that kid totally got shit on. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I I'm not going to say he deserved it, because the, I don't believe in that whole... Um, that whole, like, she knew where she was or look at what she was wearing or that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was an idiot. And, yeah, he, his character was an idiot. He was he was mean to a lot of people and stuff, but he just didn't deserve really yeah, what d- went down on him. No, I don't think he ever had, like, legitimately malevolent intentions no. for anything. He just just goofing off and being a high school kid. And, like, the high school kids do really shitty things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, he definitely didn't deserve it. And uh, speaking of which, do you think he drew the final dick? The final dick, yes. Really? Yes, I do. Um, I think he did that. Um, I wait. Wait a minute. Let me make sure. Sorry, I didn't write that part down. Oh, that's okay. Wait a minute. I'm going. To, it's been several weeks since we watched this, so I'm, I'm just going by notes. Um, I'm sorry. Refresh me. It's uh, at the very, very end. Uh, Dylan gets arrested because they uh, have security footage of someone drawing a dick on the front. Uh, driveway of the Spanish oh, teacher. that one. Yes, that's Shapiro. correct. Yes, and I do believe that one, um, yes. I, I believe he... Only reason is because I, as a teenager, had impulse control problems, and I think that's what it was. He's like, it, it was that I've been I've been uh, accused of it, so God damn it, I'm gonna do it. I, I have that feeling, but I also kind of feel like it might have been the, uh... What's her name's... Um, the class president's boyfriend because it was a very blurry video and yeah. they do have the same build and she might have done it to solidify hmm? that yeah that's a good yeah and that would be really shitty if that's what meant see that's why i didn't like how this ended because they didn't give you an answer to, I, to everything it was shitty in terms of being a fictional tv show but in terms of it being a very good uh fake documentary mm-hmm. it ended the way a lot of fake doc like in the keepers where you you know that those priests were touching those girls, but like nothing ever came of it because that's how the world works. Right. And in a, and if you got a movie, they would have all been hung. Yeah. You know, in a movie, there would have been a happy ending with all the priests being hung and all the girls being like, yay, I'm yeah, going to fill the daisies. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So the, um, just to kind of go back, um, like she said, spoiler alerts, but I announced that at the beginning. Um, so basically American Vandal is a, it, so the, the, we're following this kid, Dylan, and then we've got the two kids. What were the two boys' names that were, uh, are actually doing this? Peter and another oh, kid. Oh, Peter, yeah, because then all kinds of shit goes down. It's Peter and Sam. So Sam, Peter and Sam are the two kids doing the documentary. And so the basis of this is, is a bunch of dicks are drawn on a car, but the dicks have ball hair. The dicks do not have the ball hair. The dicks do not have ball and hair because Dylan, the kid that's accused of doing it, every day al- draws a dick on the board. He always puts the ball hair on it. he always puts the ball hair on it, yeah. And ball hair, everything rests on that with it, those ball hair. If hairs. you were in the Dylan did it camp, you could argue that he was in a hurry and thus wouldn't do the ball hairs. But I feel like, as an artist, mm-hmm. he would not compromise the ball hairs in for speed. I, I agree, actually. So that's what, and that that is kind of one of the main reasons why I believed, even when I found out why that he didn't do them. Yeah, I believed he didn't do them, but I was, I was like, uh, no, if he was gonna do something, he's gonna, he's gonna do, do, it, do it right, do it right, yeah. So, um, of course, there was a kid named Alex Tremboli. The name just sounds shitty. I have known a lot of Alexes in my day, mm-hmm. and I just unfriended one on Facebook. Sure did. From my Florida days. So, anyway. uh, Alex Tremboli, um, he basically says that he saw Dylan doing it. He saw a person. Well, he told them at first that he saw Dylan doing it. Yes. I think that he thinks that he saw Dylan because... Oh, you don't think he's a straight-up liar? Oh, no, no, no. Um, oh. I think that he actually did see the class president's boyfriend because they are a similar build, building. and he specified there was a hood-up, and he had no reason to think it was anyone other than Dylan because who the fuck else would do that? Who would draw dicks? Exactly. Anything? But I think he was, like, he might have been unsure mm-hmm. or didn't want to say a name, and then Mrs. Shapiro, the yeah, the, the Spanish teacher, like, forced, him, into forced him to say that it yeah. was specifically Dylan. And I love his... Uh... His alibis that he was... uh, Well, his... The way that they proved that he wasn't... That he was lying or that he wasn't credible was that he lied about getting a hand job from the hottest girl in the school. (laughs) Who turns out likes giving hand jobs and has a list of boys that she makes out with. Including some questionably doughy high school boys. Yeah, I guess she was like a Make-A-Wish Foundation type of thing for her. Maybe that was... was Aw, that was mean, wasn't it? No, that was... (laughs) It's accurate. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it, it's reasonable to assume that the hottest girl in school is not going around giving the dorkiest dudes exactly. in school it was, a good time. He did lie about it. He did lie about it. Um, But it was less of a lie than 
you would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the way that they uh, worked these these characters and, and the way each of the kids acted, like, they were, I don't know, they did a real good job of making them vulnerable and believable in places and not believable, just like teenagers are anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. He was he was a weird one, so. Well, and weird stuff happens at camp. Yeah. Oh, and that's the thing we didn't say. Uh, the girl who uh, makes out with all these boys does it at camp. Yeah, yeah. Now, that was one of the things I had a little bit of a hard time with as far as believability is concerned, is that everybody in this town, all the kids go to the same high school, they all know each other, and they all go to the same camp every summer. You know what I mean? Well, like, no, that actually makes sense. Uh, to me, at least, because um, I grew up, well, I didn't grow up, I started going to high school in Junction City, mm-hmm. which is a really small town. Everybody goes to the same high school. And then, and not everyone in that school went to the same camp, but it was a large portion of them. Okay. And um, I would say about, I don't know, a quarter to a third of the students at Junction City High School also went to the same camp every summer. Hmm. Okay. All right. I stand correct. <laughs> I just I, I say I'm from a little town and I am, but it's not that little. Yeah, ours had more than one high school. Um, yeah, and like when I went to Catholic school, like almost everybody went to the camp. Um, I think I made it like four days. Oh yeah. Well, I had gone to Catholic church camp once before when I was seven, and it was in Los Gatos, California, and I was there for two weeks. So I was without my parents in a different state, at a Catholic camp. For two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, all my friends are going to this camp. And I think I was like 13. And I was starting to go through my like good Charlotte phase. Mm. Um, so I made it like four days before I was like, this is shitty. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, I unfortunately kind of did the same thing. I ended up in like a, a 4-H camp. And I actually went to 4-H camp. And I was not happy there, but I was stuck. Um, I did summer camp a lot, but I went to Girl Scout camp and I went to 4-H camp one year and I actually enjoyed that because it was kids who didn't have religious upbringing. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was nice. Girl Scout camp was cool. Did, uh, what was your, what was your job at 4-H camp? Uh, we didn't have them. It was kind of oh. just like a normal summer camp, but 4-H oh, was putting it on. Oh, wow. Our 4-H camp, like when you go, you had to, you when you got checked in, you had to pick like what your interests were. And so you either got to do something like cooking or there was uh, crafting. There was, um, there was entomology. Oh, there was, there was, we just did all yeah. of it. Yeah. There was uh, no, you had to pick one and I did shooting. I, I shot guns. Um, at Girl Scout camp for, I think three of the four or five years that I went, I went to their survival camp where they like teach you how to build shelters and, Girl Start fires. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, and then I went to horse camp one year, and that was the best two weeks of my life. <laughs> you're your Tina Belcher, is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. That you was were the totally best. into horses. Well, and it was at the coast, so we got to ride horses on the beach. Oh, that sounds like fun. Believe it or not, horses are the, probably the one animal I am the most afraid of. Really? They are so gigantic, and their faces are so big. Like, I... I I can't stand getting. There, we have a picture of us with the Budweiser of Clydesdale, and I'm just <laughs> well, like, those are like four horses in yeah, one. Yeah, well, yeah. When you stand next to one, you only come up to like the top of their legs. Yeah, I don't trust Clydesdales, but I mean, of all the animals I don't trust, I think chickens and turkeys are top of the and peacocks. Fuck peacocks. Well, they're all little dinosaurs. They're mean. Yeah, they're dinosaurs. <sighs> Yeah, they're all birds and dinosaurs. They're mean as shit. Chickens. Anybody who's ever had chickens will tell you chickens are mean. You yeah, don't trust my chicken. mom has chickens and she's fine with them, but I don't trust them. Have you ever do you, do you listen to Joe Rogan? I do not. Uh, he he has chickens. He tells stories, the horror stories of how mean his chickens are. So and yeah, yeah. I, that's why like I I kind of limit my meat intake mm-hmm. uh, as far as like eating beef and pork and stuff goes but I will eat chicken until the, the cows come <laughs> home because I don't care die little dinosaur yeah Dang, I've got actually gotten kind of um you know how you have to pick the things that you're willing to spend the money on yeah. like toilet yeah. paper or whatever mine is eggs I buy free range like happy chicken like eight dollars a cart oh jesus for eggs and they are delicious i you it's just normal stories unless i've seen my mom recently and she'll give me a dozen of uh eggs from her chickens and i love them um because they're always like they look like cartoon eggs when you fry them oh, like yeah. the oh, they're so uh, so good emily's mom 
I want some of that next too. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to spit. <laughs> Jesus. So, but yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I love fresh. That's the best. The next best thing is the the, the happy eggs. Yeah. Like, or I bought some yesterday from um, Whole Foods um, because they've kind of come down on their prices. And oh, I really? Bought, yeah. And we bought the their Christian eggs. Like, it's a Christian. Have family. they been blessed? I guess I don't know. I think it comes from like a Christian run family. Okay. Farm, but they 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 mar- they say that on the package. But the eggs are like. They're, they look like ostrich, not ostrich eggs, but like goose eggs. They're gigantic. I was picturing like a chicken pope. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a big fat chicken with, with like the a big thing on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, what about, um, what about like the chicken from Robin Hood? The cartoon? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Have you seen Rockadoodle? No. Uh, it was a cartoon that came out in the 90s and it was about a chicken who liked to sing. And that's like really all I remember about it. Uh, I think it was, um, by it was a Don Bluth film, like the guy that did Thumbelina and like those kind of off-brand Disney because he used to animate for Disney and then started his own company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rockadoodle is insane. Uh, it's I think it's based on like an old fairy tale. Uh, the chicken's name Rooster. Sorry, his name is Chanticleer. Oh yes, I've, I think I've seen images from that. Fern Gully is one of the other movies that Don Bluth did. Oh, okay. So it's that animation style. Secret oh, I like that. Game, uh, Bible's Tale. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I just love stuff right now. Anyway, all right. We went way off. Chicken. Again, yeah. Again, welcome to Bless Your Heart. We go way <laughs> off the rails. So, and this isn't, we're just discussing a television show where this has nothing to do with Bless Your Heart. I don't know. Uh, for poor Dylan, Bless Your Heart. <laughs> Jesus Christ, kid. If that was real, seriously, I would be like, I gotta help this. It's got to have happened somewhere in the world. Oh, I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. Which is sad. Well, you know what? Actually, when we were watching this, we, me and Damon were talking about the fact that he actually went through something kind of similar oh, in really? high school. Yeah. Would you care to tell the story real quick? Sure. Uh, basically, in our senior year, uh, somebody had put printed out statements in all the teachers' mailboxes detailing uh, embarrassing things that were going to happen in the basic predictions from, you know, a mysterious stranger. And because it, I was known to be the computer guru of the, of the class and because it was printed out on a computer printer, uh, I was immediately a suspect. Now, uh, remember, this is 1990 and nobody had printers or computers in their homes okay. except for a few lucky, lucky kids. Which why was one. Mm-hmm. I remember early 90s computer. Well, I did Actually, it would have been like mid nineties. Yeah, because in uh, nineteen ninety, I was but a thought. Oh wow! <laughs> in nineteen ninety, we graduated high school. <laughs> We're old. We're old. I was watching old episodes of Bob Ross um, because that's what I do now. I love Bob Ross. So good. Uh, and I was looking at the dates, and I was like, "Oh, I was one year old when he was doing this." <laughs> he was making happy trees. Yeah. So Damon got accused of making all those pretty. Th- that was something weird in our high school. Now that I look back on it, that is weird. We used to do every year. We used to do predictions, and they would come out in like our. Uh, was it in the sort of like a school newspaper? It was a school newspaper. And they would say like they did a prediction about me one year because I had gotten angry in an English class and I had thrown a there was a big giant unabridged dictionary sitting beside me and ben johnson and i are still friends on facebook if you can believe that and i picked that thing up and i winged it at his head and it's the size of that microwave (laughs) i winged that book at his head and um so when we graduated they made a prediction that damon would become rich by selling dictionaries on the open market that he catches that gets winged at him from his girlfriend because i was his girlfriend at the time uh we didn't like the standard most likely to yeah, well, we did all those, too, but this was more student yeah, yeah. pushed type of thing, yeah. Um, senior pranks. Are th- <laughs> um, since I went to a high school in the middle of nowhere, our senior pranks were special. <laughs> um, there was the year that someone filled the student parking lot with hay. Mm-hmm. There was the year that someone put lube on all the door handles. <laughs> That was one of the minor ones, too. That didn't get a lot of press. Well, I just thought it made me laugh because there was one year that somebody pranked one of our teachers by putting, like, condoms filled with mayonnaise, like, and they tied them to his door handle. Um, (laughs) And then one year someone put goldfish in the toilets, Mm -hmm. which was actually, like, pretty shitty because 
those goldfish. Kill a bunch yeah, of little goldfish. those goldfish and make it. Um, and then I'm trying to remember, there was the year that the seniors camped out on the front lawn of the school. Okay. And uh, the big slip and slide in the hallway. That's beautiful. Yes. Slip and slide of what? Water? I believe it was uh, water and soap. Oh wow! I feel like chocolate milk was involved too, but <laughs> it's a little fuzzy. It's been a while. Um, forgot what I was saying. Uh, You're uh, oh, pranks. right. Um, See, I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that. Uh, my senior year, I decided to uh, go out on my own, uh-huh. and I got a bunch of kitchen timers from the dollar store, and I set them all to go off at 15 minute intervals, <laughs> and I hid them. Uh, they were digital timers, so it was a little easier, but I hid them around the algebra uh, teacher's classroom because... I knew that he'd be able to take the joke. And Great. so during his first period class, like every 15 minutes. <laughs> so we'd have to hunt it down. <laughs> and how many did you put in there? Uh, I want to say about 10. Nice. Good job. I like it. That's a good one. Actually, that's a really good one. Yeah, that was that was my contribution. Our high school was dull. We didn't have, like, like I said, somebody slipped little pieces. Somebody snuck into the school, went to the teacher's mailbox, and slipped little pieces of paper in all the teacher's mailboxes. Like, you know, I predict Mr. So-and-so is going to have a second wife by the end of next year. You know, just stupid yeah, shit yeah. like that. And it was like, eh, all right, whatever. There's a couple of embarrassing details. But, you know, disappointingly, there was nobody, nobody from the AV club covering, you know, the scandal of the teacher predictions. Yeah, I didn't get a documentary made about me about the timers because I fessed up to that. I was proud. Oh, yeah, I would have too. I would have been like, that was me. That I think was- a couple years later, um, the newspaper advisor, who was like everyone's favorite teacher, she was the best, um, she hit a bunch of Furbies around his classroom because <laughs> Mr. Shelley hates Furbies. <laughs> That's a great joke, too. I love it. I love it. I, I just, I, high school was kind of, uh, kind of dull, but you know, and that was one of the things that they captured in here too, is that yeah, high school's kind of dull. It's not all exciting. Like my high school experience didn't get exciting until my senior year when I started like talking to people. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's the year that I was in the homecoming parade <laughs> and well, we had themes and we were decades themes because boring. Well, that's what uh, we and the seniors got the nineties. And so we built like a whole stage set um, that kind of looked like the stage from the NSYNC video for Bye Bye Bye. Oh, cool. Um, but it had like a weird Fresh Prince style like sign on it. Um, Mixing, that's okay. We choreographed three separate routines. One wow. to NSYNC's Bye Bye Bye. Okay. One to the Backstreet Boys, I Want That Way, wherein five of us dressed up like Backstreet Boys <laughs> to perform it. And I was AJ. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Uh, and then a line dance to Achy Breaky Heart. <sighs> um, and no one would volunteer to be Billy Ray Cyrus. So I stepped up. <laughs> so when we're doing the, the parade, like... I'm back behind the curtains, like, changing out of my AJ costume, putting on, like, flannel and this mullet wig so I could go and stand out on a moving vehicle playing, like, a fake playing the guitar and lip syncing to Achy Breaky Heart. That sounds... Please tell me there's video. Uh, There is not. I do have a picture somewhere of me as a Backstreet Boy, but I don't think any evidence of Billy Ray Cyrus exists. That's kind of awesome. You know, that makes me think of, like, speaking of, like, productions and stuff we did in high school, like, one of the productions I did in ninth grade was um, uh, Cabaret. Wow. We did a Cabaret. And now that I look back on it, damn. Like, Liza Minnelli Cabaret or just? (laughs) No, it was a produced Cabaret. um, It it was Cabaret style. We had one of those, too. Um, But we wore, like, little tiny, tiny tiny little out i'm like holy shit now that i look back on it i don't think we should have sexualizing done teenagers yeah yep um my best friend was in that too i didn't do any of our stage productions i was the i did lighting for the drama club for a year oh right on. yeah we did our town okay. our town is easily the worst play ever i don't think it's so dull okay i'm glad i've never seen it though. it's about like a early 1900s like farming community that does sound dull and then the year after that they did like freaking little shop of horrors and it's like why couldn't everybody does little shop of horrors we did grease of course 
We didn't, I don't think they did Grease. The drama club became a bunch of, like, assholes once we got a new teacher, and they, like... Oh, it's too bad. They got really uppity. They're like, oh, yes, we're in drama clubs, so we are cultured. And it's like, eh. Nah. You're wearing a big plant costume. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> well, we were we were lucky. We had really good band teachers, and Dave and I both are band nerds. And then we had really good drama teachers. Um, and, you know, like I said, we, we did all the common ones. We did, you know, Grease and... Yeah. Um, the Wiz. The Wiz, yeah. We did the... Uh, the Wiz was amazing. Wait, The Wiz good... as opposed to The Wizard of Oz? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, our the sc- 70s version of Funky Wiz. Interesting. We Our school was um, probably half and half, if not leaning more towards more black people. Okay. So, well, that yeah. makes sense. I, yeah. I come from... I'm from the West Coast. Everyone's uh, white. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? It's interesting. I... Uh, this little bitty town in Georgia, I... Um, and I, like I said, the school growing up in the eighties and rap was coming on the scene. And then the school was, it was either half and half or more black and it was just rap music everywhere. And I'm, I'm now one of those older white ladies who shouldn't be singing hardcore gangster rap, but I love it. Uh, my boyfriend, he is 28. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is just like a big marshmallowy white guy. He loves old school rap so much. I know. I do too. I do too. And I say marshmallow with love. I just need to. <laughs> Your boyfriend's adorable. He's so cute. He's a sweetheart. I've only met him once. He's a really nice guy. Like, but... All right. Anyway, let's go back to this. Okay. Uh, bringing it back because how you like my really good hard, hard turn segues. Here's where we insert the sound effect. Anyway. So basically, there's it's eight episodes. I really suggest you you watch this. It's you, a really easy watch. Yeah, it is. It's a really easy watch. You really get into it. Um, I love that they have some twists and some turns. Yes. You just think you've got this figured out. Everything is obvious. And then they go, no, it's not obvious. How about this theory? Yeah. And then they throw out another theory. And then, yeah. And then suspicion will change from person to person. Yeah, and it's only like four hours of your time. And yeah. it's not stressful, which I always appreciate. Um because a lot of TV now, they, like, advertise stuff with, oh, it's going to be so intense. Like, you're going to need to see your therapist twice this week. And Ugh, it's like, I, I don't, don't I want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I don't want to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I don't want to have to take an Elazapram to watch Agents of um, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Which, as a brief sidebar, is why you should go see Murder on the Orient Express. That was fantastic. Because it was exciting, but it wasn't stressful. Mm-hmm. And plus, Johnny Depp gets, spoiler, stabbed a whole bunch. <laughs> whole bunches? I would say at least, what, 13 times? At least, yeah. yeah. If you don't know how Murder on the Orient Express ends... That's true. It's been out for, like, what, 70 years? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Maybe you should pick up a I actually didn't know anything about it going in. I knew there was a train. I knew that the guy who played Olaf was in it. I was like, I'm here for it. You, so you'd never read I Murder? never read it. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you should read it. It's oh, really I will. good. I'm planning on it. Yeah. This is really good. After I get off my Stephen King kick. Oh, get on a Hercule Poirot kick and you're <laughs> stuck. I have never been able to pronounce his name correctly. I can say the first one right, but not the last yeah, one. Yeah, I threw three years of French. Poirot. take a few years of French. Yeah. Poirot. Hercule. I do not wrestle lions. I hope they make more films that have Kenneth Branagh mm-hmm. in it because it was amazing. He was amazing. He's so good. Yeah. I uh, Well, you know what, too? I'll tell you just from the perspective of somebody who watched the PBS. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I hear a lot of people really like that one. Mm-hmm, the PBS Hercule Poirot, uh, Poirot uh, or whatever. I loved him. I loved him growing up. And I would, I would sneak to watch PBS because I had to, you know catch the tv when my dad and ah, on it yeah. but um yeah i would catch those and watch i loved it and so seeing kenneth's uh, version was even better i was like oh it well. was so beautiful yeah he was great i loved it so, yes go see so, murder yeah. on the in terms of stuff to watch that's not stressful american vandal and murder on the orient express yes that's your homework so um yeah netflix has been doing a lot of good stuff lately yeah they have and did you know that um apple is it Apple now has the Amazon? That's correct. They just added Amazon uh, video onto Apple TV. I've been so meaning to look into Apple TV. stop shop for almost everything. Uh, because mm-hmm. I'm currently running all of my streaming services off of my Wii. Mm. That that doesn't sound... I mean, if it's... It if, works. Yeah, if it's if it's all in one place, that's great. Yeah. Um, 
that was our complaint. I mean, Apple TV for us, we're an Apple household. Everything we have is Apple, so it, we're, it works for us. Yeah. But, but to get Amazon, you got to go stream it off your computer and, yeah. and push it to the TV. That's and... my problem. Well, I have free HBO right now because I talk to Comcast, but that's my problem with like watching American Horror Story, which I love, but it's not available on Hulu. I don't get that channel through comcast and like it doesn't hit netflix until like a year after it comes out so i refuse to use fx's shitty oh, interface i don't blame you. Uh, much like with the cw's okay yeah um i don't know uh, yeah there's a few channels um what is the one all the comedians are on CISO went down. Oh, did it? I didn't know that. That's too bad. Well, it's not that's too bad because it was inconvenient and it didn't work well. (laughs) Um, I'm just a little, like, it's upsetting because that's where Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher's show, um, Take My Wife, was living. That was a good show. And it was a really good show and it was something that needed to be out there and now it doesn't have a home. Um, but like Harmon Quest, I think got picked up by another streaming platform. That was excellent. We actually got CISO just to watch Harmon Quest. That's exactly what happened. Um, the Patton Oswalt episode of C- of uh, Harmon Quest is one of the <laughs> best episodes of anything I've seen in like the last year. Do you do you play tabletop games like that? I do not, but I'm very interested in it. Um, I listened to the Adventure Zone mm-hmm. with the McElroy brothers and. It sounds interesting, but I think I need to find a group of people who do not take it seriously because I will not take it seriously. I happen to know a guy that runs a game on Wednesdays, and I bet when that game ends, if another one comes up and there's room for someone else, I bet we could we could work something out. You know, that's uh, another idea. We could always do a not-so-serious one-off series of games, just invite people over and play in a, you know, an hour's worth of yeah. Game where kind of like an intro. Yeah. You don't care about the characters because they're going to probably die anyway. And just right. Laughing, you yeah. know, and being silly. I would like an excuse just to buy a set of uh, dice because I was. This is coming out after Christmas, so it's fine. But I was uh, Christmas shopping for one of my friends who mm-hmm. uh, does play D anD D, and I found a Nazi shop that does custom and handmade dice sets nice and they're so beautiful it's like i don't even want to play i just want to look at it now you know what's that's funny we have a friend who's all into buying the ugly dice the uglier the better <laughs> like the more gross the color he's like i must have them i got her a set called mermaid glass so it's like pink Ooh. and green and blue and it's like translucent and oh, that's pretty. it's so beautiful see i love see i love dice too but i i get bored with D sometimes for me personally just because of my attention span issues i would rather just play for an hour or two yeah, like yeah. every once in a while instead of an, a weekly game like he plays um you know this is a per i you know off air and everything we can discuss like getting together and mm-hmm. playing games and stuff because we have plenty of one-off the indie games we can intro you into the world amazing. no worries no worries about that you know i'm amazed damon doesn't want to do um do like a like like a dnd podcast or whatever so. but anyway so here we go. Uh, let's wrap this up because I okay. think we're we've um, we've successfully just kind of meandered all the way through this. So, <laughs> so here, here I tell you what, I'll go through the notes real quick. How about that? Okay. So we start with hard facts, vandalism and vulgarity, and it breaks down that Dylan Maxwell is expelled from the school for vandalizing some cars. Um, the thing we never mentioned really up until this point is the fact that there was video. There, there wasn't video. Well, there was supposed to there be There was video. supposed to be. And then somebody erased that video. So it yes. knocked the um, the suspect pool down to the eight students and teacher who had keys to the AV room yes. to be able to delete the video. Yes. Um, I think the biggest issue with that concept um, in using it to prove Dylan's guilt is that he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he doesn't know how to. Uh, no. he's, he was camera operator. Yeah, yeah, he didn't edit at all, and that, those and camera operating is not easy, but it's not. Uh, it's a different skill. Uh, I have met camera operators in my day. Um, I have too. I uh, I interned on Portlandia. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, you do not have to be a super intelligent person to do that. No, but I mean, it is a different. I mean, set it of is skills, it yeah. is a set of skills. Yeah. But I also maintain that Dylan just joined the AB club to fuck around like he yeah, wasn't serious about it. he wasn't taking the time to be like a good camera operator right. well didn't they say didn't they mention in the show somewhere that he took that 
class to get out of a different type yes. of harder class. Yeah. Yes. So. But anyway, so then they say, okay, Dylan drew the balls on everybody's uh, car. And then Dylan's like, no, I didn't draw the balls on everybody's car because there's no ball hairs. Because every time I do it, I do it with those ball hairs. And then he's artistic got integrity. Into artistic integrity. And then he's got a, but he's, there's a kid that says he saw him do it. But then he, if we come to find out, Alex is like, may or may not have seen him. And then he, the Mrs. Shapiro is the Spanish teacher who everybody thinks Dylan was going after, and then she's pretty sure that was him. And she plays this really good kind of pearl clutching, like I'm a victim type of thing. Yeah. And, but they do get her on video a couple of times secretly being quite the bitch. Yeah, so you well, find and out she, she's not. She great. lied about her tires tires being slashed. They were just oh, they, they, tried, they, they had, had nail, nail holes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the tire slashing too. Yeah. One of the cars had the tire slashed, and it just happened to be hers. And then they go through this, and they go through several different types of theories of what's going on, and then uh, then something... Oh, that's right. And then the kids screw up, and they run afoul of the school administration and lose access. And so about episode six, they can't... They can't record the school grounds anymore. Right. And so that's when they start hiding cameras and bags and using their cell phones and stuff. And well, then the administration gets super squirrely. Um, mm-hmm. Because they were kind of digging up that they didn't update their online files for, like, teacher complaints mm-hmm. as much as they should have. Um, so they exposed that. And- yeah, they expo- Yeah, and what's the thing about this, these two kids, Peter and Sam, they not only expose the teachers, but once you get to the end of it and they point it out. I didn't really... I didn't really realize it until somebody pointed it out. But they systematically went through almost everybody in this school and aired all their dirty oh, laundry. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, and I was like, yeah, you're right. You you little shits did. So, and, and I didn't really, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of shitty. I realize you're trying to help Dylan, but at the same time, you just kind of fucked everybody in the school. Yeah, but at the same time, like, with the administration getting mad at him and uh, Ms. Shapiro being outed as being kind of a liar and stuff, like, they, yeah. they deserved it. Yeah. Um, but, like, with some of the students that they were, like airing rumors about and stuff like maybe not as cool yeah and i think the i I really think the life lesson that they might have been trying to put in this especially in the in the day and age that we're living in right now is that we all have dirty secrets yeah we all have dirty secrets and it's like do you really want to air somebody else's because it's a good possibility they're going to turn around and air yours well there's also a huge thing about like being aware of um stereotypes and like rumors about people Mm -hmm. and how you need to like you can't just assume things yeah Exactly. And I guess that's that's probably the, the life lesson for, you know, the whole thing, really. I can't but wait for season two. Is there going to be a season two? I hope. I don't know. They kind of set it up where there might be, but also there's only a finite number of things you can do. Mm-hmm. So do we do we just go ahead and so just go ahead and spoil the whole thing? Yeah. Way? So in the climax, um, basically what that what they basically what happens is Dylan gets proven innocent by a video that was taken by somebody else it was a video of his girlfriend live streaming her playing a private game with someone and dylan was in that video he yeah he knocked on the door and she opened the door and you could see him for a you brief could see second him. And, and it was that time frame is what saved it him. was when he was supposed to be drawing the dick so he could not have yeah and but that brought out the fact that his girlfriend was cheating on him yeah. sort of online by like playing strip video games which is weird interesting yeah so and then um peter and uh is of course like we talked about he kind of has to come to terms with the fact that he aired everybody's shit and now everybody hates him yeah yeah and um and his uh, investigation is isn't necessarily over because they never really discovered who drew they had a good theory about it but i think they learned that you can't make accusations against people without having solid proofs they have nothing against the person that they think might have done it right other than a very strong theory and motive and they had a very strong theory and motive against dylan yeah and it turned out that that was wrong so Mm -hmm. and i mean plus i think it ended with them all graduating or at least yeah they graduated first yeah Mm -hmm. um so i hate to say this but Everything that happens in high school after you graduate mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. So there you have it. It all ends on that. It's like, oh, by the way, nothing matters after high school. So, or high school doesn't matter after high school. Yeah. yeah. It's so. all very dramatic when it's happening. But This is the worst four years. Jesus. I remember. It was. It was so stressful. It was stressful. And then when you look back on it later, it's like, oh, that didn't matter at all. Yeah. Most of it. Yeah. Most of it didn't matter at all. So. Oh, well, there you have it. Nothing matters. <laughs> You've been listening to Bless Your Heart. <laughs>
We'll see you next week. With a positive message, with your next positive message from Bless Your Heart next week. All right. I believe next week, if we're lucky, I will be doing a Bless Your Heart with an old podcast partner from the Chicken Monkey Pie Show days. But um, I'll leave you to wonder about that. I've been here with my friend Emily Faye Coleman, who runs the Boo Ha Ha and Afternoonified. Um, you can find those on Stitcher and iTunes and They're their website. Literally everywhere. Yeah, and you can find Emily on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and she will gladly send you links, I guess, if you bugger. Um, bugger anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and um, of course, you got to send her your ghost stories at boo ha ha pod at gmail.com. B O O H A H A P O D at gmail.com. Yes. Um, I, no, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. Okay. And uh, you know where to find me. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably already know all my links. So, And if you do me a favor, could you take those links and pass those on to people who don't listen to this podcast? Because we're trying to grow. Tell people about it. Don't just listen to it and keep it to yourself. Yeah, share me. Share me with the world. Are you listening at the office right now? If so, turn to the people in the cl- cubicle to your left. And tell them, listen to this bullshit. That's how that works. Have a good night. Bye, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to Bless Your Heart on You Gonna Meow Podcast Network. You Gonna Meow? Meow.